Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. This week has brought on a huge sense of loss and sadness throughout the country as two mass shootings, one in El Paso, Texas, the other in Dayton, Ohio, unfolded just hours apart over last weekend. The domestic terrorist attack in El Paso in particular is exposing the darkest sides of American life, society, and politics. Maria Inahosa and her Latino USA team have been on the ground in El Paso this week covering the aftermath of the attack, as well as President Trump's visit in the wake of the killings. You can hear Latino USA right here on WDET Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 10 p.m. This week's show includes Inahosa's reporting from El Paso after that mass shooting. I'm pleased to welcome Marina, Maria Inahosa back to Detroit today. Great to have you with us again. Hey, Stephen. Good morning, Detroit. So let's talk about what you saw on the ground there and what you heard on the ground in El Paso this week. So I'll give you a, a brief little kind of like uh, itinerary. When we arrived on Monday night, first of all, you know, we didn't really realize, I, at least for me, I was traveling all day Saturday. So it wasn't kind of until it settled in because the horror of acknowledging the absolute horror of acknowledging that this could be, and apparently was, an attack specifically, directly aimed at Latinos and Latinas, Mexicans, Mexican-Americans, immigrants, brown people, Spanish-speaking people. It's almost like too horrible to just say, like, you're, no, this is, and, and we understand as people of color, um, you know, and, 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 and with great respect to our African-American brothers and sisters who have endured this mm -hmm. from the beginning. <clears throat> um, but, but the kind of clarity, uh, focus, attack that this was, the fact that this man got in a car and drove across the state of Texas to get to this particular Walmart. Let me just take a pause and say um, some journalists are saying he got hungry, he did a detour. I'm talking about the mass shooter, the mm -hmm. white supremacist, mm -hmm. um, allegedly. Uh, but I believe he targeted this particular Walmart. In El Paso, this Walmart is known, Stephen, as the Mexican Walmart. Right. So the first night that we got there and we went to the vigil, uh, it was very quiet, very solemn. And the thing that stood out that night was that one of the women who worked in that Walmart that we were looking over, um, she was the one who said to me what I consider to be a highly <clears throat> conscious, I'm not going to say political exactly, but you'll understand. But I was very surprised that this is something she chose to say to me, which was, I have thought a lot about the people of Puerto Rico, she said, and the fact that they came out and, um, you know, and, and, and basically got rid of what she called their leader. Hmm. She said, what about us? The reference to Puerto Rico and President Trump and how he treated Puerto Ricans was something that was resonating on the streets of El Paso, Texas. Wow. And for anybody who understands El Paso, Texas, for Latinos and Latinas to be making that kind of a connection is pretty extraordinary. So I'll just end by saying... Um, from from the solemn 
very quiet night on Monday night to Wednesday night um, after 45 had arrived um, and left. By that, by then, people were coming out and they're saying, you know, we're 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 coming out of our shock and we're coming out of our mourning and now we're angry and that kind of encompasses the period of time, you know, apart from meeting amazing, beautiful people, um, you know, some of the, the, the family members, um, and also just, you know, I survived September 11th, like many, you know, millions of New Yorkers, and I was trying to explain to people down there, and, and of course, people all over this country know this, when you suffer trauma like this in your city, you're going to be traumatized, you're going to be in shock. You have to help each other. You have to look into each other's eyes and carry each other through this, but we will move forward. Mm. But not all of us are going to make it. We lost 22 people who were shopping. So President Trump visited there this week. Uh, You said that a lot of the residents in El Paso feel as though Trump is there to mock them. Talk about what that means. Oh, that was really hard to hear. There's a particular word in Spanish called uh, burlar, He's making fun of us, is what uh, somebody who I spoke to said. And and it was this sense of, and I don't want to diminish the fact that there are Latinos and Latinas and many people who support this president. I do not want to diminish that, and that is part of this story. But um, the sentiment right now is that, sir, we have heard your hurt. We have heard your words from July of 2015. And at every opportunity, at every single public appearance that you have in front of thousands of people, you always speak badly about us. So the thought that then he arrives, you know, his uh, helicopter arrives in some, you know, middle of the city, but nobody gets a chance to see him. And he doesn't even address anyone, doesn't even say, I'm sorry, one of the people uh, at the vigil said, you know, he's the president. He could have come right to the front door of this Walmart and paid his respects, and he chose not to. So that's the sentiment of people. He could have come and paid his own respects because he has the access to be at the front door of where the tragedy happened, and yet he didn't. Um, so I, 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 the people that I spoke to were just like, um, we we understand that he, he's a He's not welcome here. We don't want to see him. That's really hard to hear. Um, I mean, you know, a, a people, uh, let's not forget, El Paso is 80% Latino, Latina, yes. majority Mexican, Mexican-American, uh, but also very mixed. Um, to hear that from that community towards the president, is uh, it, it's not anything that brings anyone joy. Yeah. Okay, Maria Inahosa, host of Latino USA. It is really great to have had you here with us to talk about uh, El Paso on Detroit Today. Much love to Detroit. Thanks, Stephen. Yes. And again, you can listen to Latino USA right here on WDET, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 10 p.m. This show is going to include Maria's reporting from El Paso. Up next, we're going to talk about the life, the career, and the legacy of author Toni Morrison, including a story about how Detroit became the place where her opera, Margaret Garner, debuted in 2005. Stay with us on Detroit Today.